Good morning! Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Monday. Hope everybody has had a great weekend, ready to get the day going in the right direction. It's a rainy, wet Monday morning. Makes it for uh, it's hard to get up out of bed. It's hard to get moving because you're just tired and sleepy. And uh, the last thing you want to do is get up and go about your day, go to work, do what you got to do. But hey, praise the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So praise God. He's given us another day and let us use it for his glory. So who all do we have watching this morning here? We've got uh, Tracy Little, Amy Oaks Turner, Brandy Boyd Young, Mike Hensley, Michelle Fox Harris, the myth, the legend. That is Miss Mousie, Jennifer Honeycutt. Appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in and watching this morning. So with that said, my friends, at this time, let's do our morning pledge of allegiance. Attention, salute, pledge. Here we go, my friends. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty for all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All righty, praise the Lord for those wonderful pledges we get to say each morning good morning angel dixon well she had a killer set up for our uh, harvest festival and uh, she done a lot of work on that and uh, really really liked what she had there to my father-in-law's side he wanted to try to kick the football over the uh, goal post she had built there and uh, i hope he hopefully he didn't damage her truck in any way i apologize angel my father-in-law's all right in the head and uh I love him, but uh, he's crazy around that's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, he's a good man. I was like to aggravate and tease him and give him a hard time. But, uh, but nonetheless, you know, my friends, like I said, we get to, uh, we live in a great country, a great society, and um, we're able, we don't, as of right now, we're not in a dictatorship. Uh, sometimes I wonder if that's going to change uh, the way things are going. Uh, we have the ability to vote, uh, and uh, hopefully you will get out and do your uh, civil duty and uh, get out there and cast your vote so we can try to get some of this trash out of there and get some changes done. Hello Donna Taylor. Uh, yeah, she said she had an awesome time at the festival. Glad she did. Her granddaughter is such a sweet little girl and she came up to me uh, Saturday and she even repeated uh, what I, I say each morning about uh, living each day as if it were your last. Uh, very sweet little girl and uh, uh, really uh, glad I got to talk to her. So she's watched this morning. Good morning. And I'm glad that you get to watch too, young lady. So, all right, my friends, let's go ahead and look at our morning verse of discussion. We're looking at Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. Uh, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. All righty. Praise the Lord for that wonderful verse. And uh, and we get a chance to look at Colossians chapter 2. And we're focusing on verse 10. But if you might want to back up and maybe read, um, I don't know, verses um, maybe starting through 5 through uh, 12 at least. And uh, go back for the... the sake of time we're just focusing on uh, verse 10 but here's the thing we need to look at you know there are a lot of um, 
people out there who are misled. And I ain't saying I've got all the answers, never have, never will. You know, the more I study, the more I realize I don't know. You know, I don't know it all. Uh, no, I know a, a, a lot about a little, or a little about a lot, rather I should say that. I know a little about a lot, that's what I meant to say. And uh, cause I do do a lot of reading, do a lot of study, and I, I hope I don't ever come across as a know-it-all, and I don't ever mean to do that. But I do uh, do a lot of reading. That's just something I, I enjoy doing and uh, something I have to do as a pastor uh, to keep up with current events. And uh, in fact, a lot of times people send me news articles and such, and uh, I don't have hard to tell them I've already read it, you know, but, uh, or different things going on. And of course, there are some times they send me stuff that I did know about. I'm glad they did. But, uh, but I hope I don't ever come across that way. So I'm trying to act like I have all the answers. But, you know, you've got to watch out there. There's a lot of people out there that are what you call counterfeit, all right? So, you know, when you get a counterfeit bill, you know, what's the first thing people do when they, they're taking money? If it's a large bill, they always have that special marker that they, they mark it with. And it's apparently if it changes color or something or doesn't react to the chemicals, then they know it's a fake bill. Or there's a way you can hold it up to the light. You see the little metal strip in it, and if it doesn't do that, you know it's a fake bill. People are trained to handle money, no, between what is a real currency, what isn't. And, uh, you know, so what we have to do as Christians is to distinguish between what is counterfeit and what is real. And there's a lot of people out there with a lot of uh, misunderstanding in regards to God's Word and misapplication to God's Word. And I heard y'all last week, there was an individual who uh, uh, was just giving me down the road in regards to baptism. Now, the Church of Christ in particular is very big on that. They're very uh, antagonistic. Uh, they are very militant, and they are almost cult-like in their, their, in their response to baptism, that you have to be baptized in order to be saved. That thing can be further from the truth. If you repent of your sins, confess to Jesus Christ, accept Him as your personal Lord and Savior, in your heart, you are saved. All right, that it, it, and baptism is a works-based faith. Nothing be further from the truth. And this woman, she tagged me on a post again last night and just in her militant view that you have to be baptized. And that is incorrect. Salvation is a free gift of God. All right? It's, it's nothing that man can do. All right? There's nothing you can do that you have to add. There's nothing that says that you have to add to your salvation. It is a free gift. Pure and simple. That's it. No more. All right? We are encouraged to be baptized by Christ's example. But nowhere are we commanded to do so. And so you know, I didn't respond to this woman. You know, I saw the Proverbs tells us, answer not a fool uh, according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. You know, there's just a point where, you know, I've made my point. I've given the proper scripture. I've tried to explain it. She refuses, as I have dealt with in the past with those in the Church of Christ. And there's just no argument. There's just like talking about that wall. There's just no point. So, you know, uh, there's people out there with this militant kind of behavior and, and they have a misunderstanding and a misapplication of Scripture, and they don't want to listen to the truth. You know, what, what, if, I, what if you got saved? Or I see, you know, at the church, you get saved. We say, we'll have your baptism next week. What if you drop dead the next day? Does that mean you're not going to go to heaven? No, it's insanity. You're, once you confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ the Lord, you accept Him, you are saved, you're going to heaven. What about the thief on the cross? They want to discount that. Well, mine was the thief on the cross. You know, they always want to uh, put, put that out. You know, it's just like... Uh, the Jews try to say you had to be circumcised in order to be saved. 
really all what you can do is replace that with baptism and you, right here you have your answer same exact thing I, you know, I never thought about that before until I was doing my graduate studies at uh, Grace College in Indiana and my professor Dr. Soto uh, made that uh, talked about that and I thought wow you know I never thought about it like it in regards to that uh, that argument against saying you have to be baptized is no different than those things you have to be circumcised in order to be saved same as that thing replace that with baptism you got your answer so with that said we come with Jesus Christ our personal Lord and Savior we are equipped with everything that we have just as a newborn baby is already born with arms and legs and uh, you know, we're not like tadpoles that um, you know, eventually we 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 lose our tail and and we have arms and legs. Now I understand from a scientific perspective, from biology, that uh, in the womb, you know, we uh, it looks we look very much like a tadpole, and that what looks like a tail does go away. I understand that because somebody's watching this and say, "Oh, but who's your biology?" You know, whatever. I'm talking about when you're born. All right. Now, if you were born with a tail, if you were born looking like a monkey, that's on you. All right. I can't help that. <laughs> for, for the most of us, you know, we were, we were born like human beings with arms and legs. Well, the same thing is when we come to know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is that we are equipped immediately with the resources and things that Christ instills within us. We become joint heirs to the throne of Jesus Christ. So that's a wonderful thing. So when we, when we think about that, we see that uh, we are complete. And one thing we see in this verse that Paul is saying is that Christ has the fullness of de deity dwelling in him. You are in him. Thus you have been made full in his fullness. You don't need anything else. All right? The Living Bible paraphrases, so you have everything when you have Christ and you are filled with God through your union with Christ. So when you're born in this world, you're born complete. And uh, so instantly when you're born again, we are joint heirs to the throne of Jesus Christ in a very intimate way. And it Paul refers to it as, as being in him, as Peter puts it in 2 Peter 1, 3, his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. We may not understand it all or be able to use it until we grow into the Lord, but we have it all. What a wonderful thing that we have those, that, you know, we have that Holy Spirit guiding us, that Trinitarian understanding of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit that instills us, that instructs us, that encourages us, that helps us to endure to persevere, to grow in strength. You know, what a, it is a wonderful thing that we have God on our side immediately. It's not something that we have to attain to. We don't have levels that we have to attain as we see in, in Buddhism or Islam. You know, there's no levels. You immediately have the direct line to between us and God. We don't need, you know, he, Jesus Christ is our priest. Jesus Christ is our advocate. We don't have to go into a confession booth and talk to a priest. There's, there's no way we have to go to between us and Christ, we immediately have connection between us and Jesus Christ. We have that power filling us, sustaining us, preserving us each and every day, man. So what a wonderful thing to know that we have Christ's power residing within us. And so, therefore, we need to make sure that we are tapping into that each and every day. We're tapping into that power in prayer. Remember, my friends, we are in a spiritual battle. This is a battle every single day. Now, I know I bring that up probably every day in a devotion. But you need to get through your head. We are in a battle. If the temptation is going to come, things are going to happen. Things happen each and every day. You know, I, I, you know, despite my cheery attitude, I didn't wake up in the best of moods today. I am exhausted. I am tired. My muscles are sore. And I'm just, you know, so it's very hard sometimes to get up and do these devotions. Now, like I said, I'm gen genuine, genuinely 
usually in a good mood when I wake up in the morning. So I'm usually ready to, to have fun and excited. But, uh, but today's one of those days where I'm just kind of dragging just a little bit. And the devil will use that to you know, make my, my temper a little worse or make things more irritable than usual, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's just one of those kind of things. We all have those days. So we have to be prepared. We have to be on guard. We have to be ready to fight every single day. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but the principalities and the powers of darkness is what we fight against. So we are in this battle, my friends, and we need to make sure that we are in the we are in a special forces group as Christians because we cannot stand for the things that are evil, that are dark, and that are wrong. And we have to fight against those things, despite what the world may say. And the devil will use people, he will use family, he will use friends, he will use anything to try to rob you of your joy. And we have to pick up the sword, and we have to keep on fighting. We can't can't give up and we can't surrender we have to keep advancing and pushing forward and the only way you can do that is spending that time in the word and spending that time in prayer is the only way we can do that in order to fight back we are complete god has armed us immediately with the ability to fight back it is up to you if you want to give in to temptation or if you want to fight against it in order to be closer to the lord jesus christ and that's what we have to do each and every day it's not easy it's not fun the devil makes the things we shouldn't do very tempting you know, it is uh, one thing that we see here is that uh, what Paul is saying is that because God has raised Christ from the dead, victorious over the devil, we can have victory over sin and the devil because we're in Christ through faith. We don't depend upon man-made rules or outward rituals such as baptism or communion, but rather on the spiritual reality behind those rituals. Christ is all we need because union with him in his death and resurrection gives us power over sin. Religion with its rules and rituals is a spiritual counterfeit. Being united with the living Christ links us to his power over sin when we are tempted. So make sure that you aren't into religion, but rather that you are in union with Jesus Christ. All right, my friends, that's what you should take away from that today, is that you are in union with Jesus Christ. We have victory. We are victorious. We can overcome these things, the sin and the things that the devil uses. You know, today is Halloween, obviously. It's the Satan's high holiday. And, uh, and uh, people can make light of it, act like it's no big deal. And uh, I haven't heard, I like what Dad says, because when people say, uh, well, it's only what you make of it, it's, and I like what Dad's re response is, well, that's what it will make out of you. My friends, the, 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 what we see today, we see um, old people who have to hide in their homes because of fear of what may happen. Homes that are being uh, uh, vandalized uh, and uh, like never before. Uh, people go missing on Halloween. We see uh, these satanic rituals on Halloween. We see all these things that are just seeped in evil and demonic things when it comes to the day of Halloween. The very druids themselves, that's how we get the, the jack-o'-lantern would, would carve into turnips what spirit they thought was inside of them. That jock of the lantern. They found that uh, the that's uh, where we get the word jack o' lantern. That's uh, so why when it came to the United States, uh, America was when they found that pumpkins were easier to carve. So they thought the spirit. That's what they were they were carving out was a spirit they thought resided within them. You know, and when the Druids went from home to home where we get trick-or-treating, if you didn't have what they wanted for their special dietary needs, they would kill somebody in your home or cause curses. We get the bonfire, a bone fire is what that, where that word derives from, where they would burn people alive. Uh, even the kings of the time were in fear of them. 
Uh, they would even uh, cut people open, use the visceral out of their intestines in order to predict things of the future. My friends, this uh, this holiday, this today, uh, there's so many going to celebrate. I think it's such a great and wonderful thing is from the, the very inception is, is, is seeped in pure evil. And now you can make a lot of it and act like it's no big deal at all. But it, what you're reenacting is the very things that these people were doing. And so, you know, that's what I'm saying. The, you know, the devil makes these things look like fun. Oh, I don't want to, that's not what I, how I mean it. I don't mean this for fun. I mean this for good. What, you know, that's how the devil works. He wants you to justify things. Whether it's Halloween or whatever it is. Alcohol, drugs. Pornography, whatever, the devil's going to make it tempting, make it desirable, and you're going to find a way to justify so that your conscience is, is feels clean, that you're not under conviction. And that's why we are in this battle, and that's why we have to fight even harder to go against that. Now, I'm not saying if you go, you celebrate Halloween, you're not saved. I'm not saying if you celebrate Halloween, you're going to hell. I'm just saying you can't look at what to have the the history and what and, and see the the evil, vile things go along with that. You know, to me is 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 totally the antithesis of the the Christian mindset. But again, that's between you and God. You do whatever you want to. Uh, you know, I'm not going to come to your house and beat you with a Bible. You know, that's not how I work. I'm not the God squad. But whether it's that or anything, we need to be on our toes. We need to be aware, and we may have to do things that we don't like. But if it's in what we, ha if that's in, in accordance with God's word and will, and what God would want us to do, then that's what we have to do. Whether the whole world may make fun of us, uh, may say things against us, and uh, think we're crazy. But hey, I'd rather be crazy for God than to live like the world. You know, that's why I like that song. Uh, I can't remember who does it. Uh, crazy people, man. It's a, I love that song. Uh, God's crazy people. Let's look at Noah. They thought he was crazy. My right, friends, let us make sure that we're standing true and we're standing strong because God has given us the tools. He's given us the power. He gives us the ability to make sure that we are victorious over sin and that the devil himself cannot have victory over us. So take that to heart. Use it today. And let's begin in the battle. Let's fight like with everything that we have. Just like I was telling uh, uh, the uh, friend of our church who dressed like Noah I said like that old saying you got to fight like the last monkey trying to get on the ark that's how we got to fight every day uh, when the old devil tries to attack so let us pray dear Father Lord just thank you love you and praise you Lord thank you for your grace and your mercy Lord help us each and every day to serve you well let us stand strong against the forces of darkness Lord Jesus help us to be strengthened have to be encouraged help us to persevere help us to never give up help us Lord Jesus to be that light in this world of darkness Lord, there's watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, then I pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, as I pray every morning, be with all of our brothers and sisters of Christ who are watching this morning. Lord, I pray that you watch over, protect them, and all have a good, blessed day. Be with our kids and spouses who are going to school, work, or play. Let you be a holy hedge about them. Keep them safe and well. Lord, please, I lift up my grandmother. And Lord, I pray that uh, the doctors will, that you'll guide them. Bring her to full and complete health. Be with my dad, Lord Jesus. Bring healing upon him. And Lord, I just pray that you be with us all and let us serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I do hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.